Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. He is my better half, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. I am Johnny the Gentile Profita. We are peddling fiction back with a brand new episode. It is Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Yeah, January 19th. What's going on, man? How you been? Oh, not too bad. I'm definitely leaving the sparkling water thing in the video. Just just so anybody who's <laughs> listening to this and not watching the video knows there was some pre, pre-show pre commentary that is 100% going in the video. I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> I wouldn't mind having uh, Costco as a sponsor. Love their sparkling water and their wine. <laughs> Got a lot of that, too. Yeah, I just... Um, I just made it. I went to Costco on a fucking Saturday. By the way, there are so many people here now. It's like if you thought anybody that was down here for the Sayulita Super Spreader, if you thought it was crowded back in December, it is just a gringo fucking madhouse. All these old Canadians and Americans that schlepped down here for the winter piling up at Costco. I've never seen lines this long. Like the line, the line went like halfway back the where to the warehouse. Like you can almost, I bet you at a, like a certain part of the day, it would like, you know how they always have the chickens all the way in the back. Like you could basically get in line at the chicken and, and just spend like half a day there just trying to get to the fucking register. All of these people are invading my space, making it very difficult to get my sparkling water. And my Costco wines, <laughs> but I'm good for a while, man. I stocked up. And uh, <laughs> so are the Canadians allowed to go back to Canada after they leave Mexico, or are they just? That is a great question. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they have to get. Um, there, well, you're not allowed to leave now. I don't think unless you're vaccinated, right? I believe that's true. I don't know. You can fact check me on that one, but I think. Or at least they're coming out with that. Like you have to be vaccinated in order to leave uh, Canada and you got to get the PCR test, which is just a huge pain in the ass. It, it can take like up to 72 hours, but you need to have it within 72 hours of your flight. And so, um, so you've almost got to get it back in time. Get get ahead of time. It's, yeah. And it's expensive too. It's really expensive. So. Um, they, they might get stranded down here. They're getting really weird even here with, uh, people's visas and everything. I've heard that they've been like randomly stopping people to see if you have your um, little travel paper that they give you where they, they mark your, your entry date and your exit date for your visa. Like you're supposed to technically, I guess you're supposed to walk around Mexico with your passport all, all the time and your little uh, immigration card, which just seems beyond retarded to me. I mean, like, the odds of getting like robbed (laughs) 
I mean, they're not great in, in this part of the, of the, of the country, but I mean, they're not, you know, non-existent. And yeah, I think the last thing I'd like to have stolen from me is my passport. And, uh, I don't know. So I've heard they're like stopping people randomly and checking it and like putting them in jail for a couple nights before they deport you. So we'll see how that goes. I don't know. It might be, it might be about time to leave Jalisco. There's, there's also been talks of, um, not like a vaccine passport thing, but in order to get into like, uh, casinos, bars, and clubs, they want you to show like a negative test or a vaccine, uh, card or something like that. So I I don't think that's going to get a lot of traction here, but they're trying to do that now, or there's like, somebody's pushing for it. I don't know where it's coming from exactly. And uh, I don't know, you gotta, you gotta stay uh, very flexible in these COVID times and be light on your feet, be ready to move at the drop of a dime. If you don't want to put up with all this shit. Speaking of that, I got a email from our, the kids school yesterday, like many other school districts, we are experiencing staffing issues due to illness and we will continue to provide in-class instruction as long as we possibly can this semester. However, if one of our schools is unable to provide a safe and secure learning environment for students, we will use our virtual platform. (laughs) So I get to uh, put up with the kids at home and do the homeschool thing again while not actually homeschooling that'll be that was so much fun in in the fall or uh, spring of 2020 when they just completely canceled the last semester of class and the kids were home literally every day they, this yeah, is I, I can't imagine between the kids and all your goddamn goats oh did you go to have the the kids yet hell no yeah, baby I'm, goats? no i'm putting up a fence tomorrow and i'm just gonna move her up there and hopefully hopefully it just happens yeah. I, well, I mean, this, this whole schooling thing, I, I couldn't imagine being a parent and having your, like, especially having to work. And some of these got, you know, some people actually still have to go into work. So you're not just at home all the time with the kids. And then you got to find a, a babysitter or something and you're not getting any sort of refund on your property taxes or anything like that, that goes to all this schooling that we're paying for. Right. Um, right. Even though we don't want it. <laughs> and it certainly should be a lot cheaper to school kids virtually than it is to have them come into a, a physical location. You would think since they don't have to feed them meals, the meals that they make us pay for anyway. Yeah. And uh, the bus drivers and the, all everybody's commute to school and the electricity, all that shit, you know, it's like, but I'm, I, I don't expect prices of uh, taxation to go down anytime soon either. It, 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 it's just, man, they get you coming and going and the, the price of everything just goes up. You know, speaking of being in Costco, I, the inflation is just off the charts there. And I don't know if it's because like a lot of the stuff in Costco still comes from the U.S. You know, that's like a place where you can get like a lot of American products still. But Jesus, man, I haven't had scallops in like a year and a half now. They, I used to be able to get that bag of scallops, these, you know, good frozen scallops for like, you know, 600 and some odd pesos, like 30 bucks for like a big bag of them. And then they disappeared for a few months and they came back and they were like 900 and some odd pesos. And I was like, all right, I'm not paying that this time. 
over 1300 pesos for the same fucking bag of scallops from a year ago. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's over a fucking doubling of the price of just scallops and the meat, you know, um, I haven't bought like beef in a while, but I know that the, the price of prime beef there when I was in Chicago was still like, you know, it was like around $20 uh, a pound. And now the choice is $20 a pound. <laughs> I didn't even look at the prime. I was like, fuck that. It is uh, man. I don't even know how people are doing it in the U.S. I really don't. See, it hasn't been, I guess it depends on what part of the country you're in. Like, it hasn't been terrible here. Like, we've never, we've never experienced the whole, like, shelves being empty and stuff like that. Like, there was about a week where it was hard to find sugar, but then that came back around. Like, there have been short periods of time where, specific things were hard to get a hold of but then like then the truck started showing up and it came back around like we haven't experienced a lot of uh, shortages on stuff we haven't experienced a lot of like seeing empty shelves and we haven't really had a whole lot of prices just like running through the roof like they are in some of the other you know parts of the country especially in like the the major urban areas and and bigger cities stuff like that which i guess kind of you know uh, reinforces the the whole idea that you need to get out of cities and and get more rural. Like like I said, you know, we so far we haven't had much, if any, experience with with any of that kind of stuff. It's been, you know, it, the prices have gone up. Yes, like everything is more expensive currently than what it was, you know, five years ago. Uh, but not like ridiculously so. Like what some of these places are, are really seeing. So, uh, luckily, we haven't had to deal with that on a large scale. Yeah. Well, if you're in one of these more rural, like locally produced areas where you can get stuff that like your neighbor made on his farm or something like that. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think there's any shortages in that regard. It's all stuff that's being shipped overseas, which is basically where we get all of our stuff. I mean, anybody listening to this, look around the room you're in and try to find something that was actually made in the U S not like, shipped to the u.s in a bunch of different pieces and assembled here like actually made in the u.s and there's very few things like that and that's i think that's one of the reasons why all the shelves at like when i was in portland and like the target that i went to they had a lot of empty shelves you know because they're getting all this all these cheap goods from i don't know china or that part of the the world and there's uh i think that's where most of the shortages are coming from except that i you know i saw this article uh, about the the vax mandate that they're trying to institute for crossing the canadian border speaking of getting to and from canada and the domestic trucking mandate is supposed to start next week i, I mean like talk about <laughs> compounding a fucking problem they're gonna i don't know how many truckers are gonna be on board with uh having to get vaccinated to drive across the country, but it's supposed to take effect on January 22nd. And we're already having supply chain issues. Uh, the, the biggest, you know, the worst that I've ever seen, at least in my short time on this earth, I don't remember having shortages like this. I wasn't really around for, uh, I don't know, I guess the world war two shortages or the, the issues in the seventies with gasoline, but 
man, I don't know what the fuck they're thinking, uh, putting in a vax mandate on truckers. Is that, is that still happening? Um, mm -mm. as far as I know, I mean, the the article is only two days old. It's from Hmm. the, uh, oh, what is that? I've never heard of that. Maybe they are. I don't know. Reuters had an article, uh, a handful of few days ago. I think it was the 13th that said that Canada drops the vaccine mandate for its truckers after getting pressure from the industry. And so if, so it'll be interesting to follow this because if the truckers decide to shut down the country, then the country shuts down. Like that's right. Yeah. And, and yeah. I don't see a whole lot of them being real big on the, on the vaccine mandate thing. Like not, at least not any of the truck drivers I know. And I've been working in industries that work directly with truck drivers for my entire professional career. Like I, I don't, I don't know of very many that I've been around that would, be very uh interested in in getting on board with that no no they generally i think they come from more rural parts and they're more in touch with uh their fellow man than they are with their fellow government and i i can't imagine them getting on board with this either and and i can't imagine another industry that would have more of an effect like they could just totally have the entire country by the balls if they just don't show up for work uh that's i mean it's over and people people don't realize how reliant we are on just like something that we take for granted every day that this guy's just gonna drive this fucking truck across the country that would be that would be really bad but yeah i don't know this article was from the 17th what was that two days ago yeah. It says yeah. The, the Canada one's in effect and ours is coming next week. But I don't know. I guess we'll have to keep an eye on that. I wasn't planning on talking about that, but you just jogged my memory that I saw that article. I thought it was worth mentioning. Maybe you'll do a fact check on it later this week. The, um, the main thing that I kind of want to rant about today is I'm sure everybody has probably seen these poll numbers that have come across the, uh, the interwebs lately, but Jesus Christ, dude, the, the things that people are willing to do to the rest of us who are not on board with the COVID regime with, uh, vaccine mandates, with vaccinating your kids with anything like, uh, what else are they putting on here? I mean, basically any restriction that you're not willing to go along with and all this COVID craziness, there's at least half of Democratic voters that are willing to throw you in a fucking cage. And I just tournament camps, unending man or uh, surveillance state, like everything. Yeah. Do you uh, I have the article up. Do you have it up? Yeah. You want to read it? With that southern drawl. All right. Give us a rundown. I say we'll go, we'll we'll do the rundown with the uh there was a tweet that pretty succinctly hit all of it. So we'll we'll go through the numbers here. Insane survey of Democratic voters in a recent poll. 55% support fines against unvaccinated, 59% support house arrest, 48% support prison for questioning vaccine efficacy on social media, 45% support internment camps. 
47% support surveillance, 29% support support the state taking away your kids. And this is all from a Rasmutin report, which, so I actually talked about this this morning. Rasmutin gets labeled as this like right-wing extremist type of uh, reporting site, but like, I would argue when looking at the data, like the actual data behind the, the Rasmutin polls and stuff, they're, they probably have a better uh, overall balance of, for, of polling data than any of the other ones that are supposed to be so uh, correct and, and factual and accurate. So. Yeah. Well, and so some of those uh, that was very succinct, but when they say surveillance, you know, it was like 47% support surveillance. That's a, a tracking program for people that are unvaccinated. Uh, they want to track everything that you do, everywhere you go, and who knows what they can do with that sort of information. The, um, what was the other? Yeah, I mean, the big thing is like, they want your kids taken away from you if you're not vaccinated. Not if you're like some unfit parent, you just didn't get vaccinated. And maybe you didn't get vaccinated because you've already had COVID like me three times. Feeling much better, by the way. Uh, I feel, I mean, I never felt that ill to begin with, but yeah, a day or two of the ivermectin stuff and I was like as good as new. And I don't know if that's just the nature of Omicron or that that shit actually works. But um, once again, not worth shutting down the entire world for. Uh, at least from my perspective. <laughs> Here's an interesting statistic from this. The survey found that 75% of <clears throat> 75% of likely Democratic voters, but only 21% of Republicans and 38% of unaffiliated voters have a favorable opinion of Dr. Fauci. <laughs> like, it's it's not a cult for real. It's it's really not a cult. They just worship at the altar of the Fauci. It's like ha- that those those numbers right there, less than 40 percent of unaffiliated voters and you know 21 percent of Republicans have a favorable opinion to him, while wholesale the Democrats just love the guy. Like I don't I don't even know where else to like that's the most uh just blatantly distinct line of deviation that you can find in in all of this like article and, and looking at all the numbers and everything. Yeah, and he's just He's not even a likable guy regard. Like he doesn't come across as like a very charismatic, likable guy to begin with. And then all the stuff that he's been doing to people, I can't imagine having a favorable view of him, especially after all these uh, bouts that he's had with Rand Paul that have gone awry, even though, you know, it usually takes a couple of weeks for those to actually the the truth to surface. And then the media ignores it. See, the problem is Democrats actually think, that Dr. Fauci is a real doctor. They they don't understand that he's a bureaucrat, that he's lo- literally never seen patients in his entire career, that he, he got his medical doctorate and he immediately went to work for the government, for the CDC and the FDA, or I, I can't remember which organization he started out with initially, but like he's never had a job outside of government work. He's He's never seen patients. He's not an actual doctor. Right. All he has is these like theoretical bullshit models that they come up, all this like wonky policy shit that these bureaucrats bog themselves down in. 
And I, I can't just bought and paid for by by big pharma, like hands down. That and it's just like they have been wrong on everything, every step of the way. There has never been a government model that's been accurate with any sense of the word, uh, any, the meaning of accuracy does not apply to any of their fucking models on anything. They've never predicted anything to actually come to fruition properly. They're way off on all their estimates. It's all complete bullshit. And it's, I mean, when I say it's never panned out, like nothing, I can't think of anything. Nobody has ever shown me a prediction or a model that's panned out. And it's not like they're off by a little bit. They're way, way, way off. Like any it's other. Like our, our, it's like our local weatherman who said we were going to get a foot of snow over the weekend and said it was 50 degrees. Like that's about the accuracy of these doctors uh, yeah. and these yeah. these uh, projections that they give. Yeah, those are the, the two professions where you can just be uh, wrong every single day by a magnitude unheard of in any other industry and still keep your job get reelected, get promotions, be on TV every single day. It must be nice to just be like, not have to worry about getting anything wrong ever and not have to fear for your job or your livelihood or anything like that. And and to get worship and and to have the, the effect that they have on people. Like imagine being as wrong as Dr. Fauci has been and still being able to convince 48% of Democrats to support fines or imprisonment of people who question the efficacy of the vaccine on social media, TV, radio, online, or digital pubs. And what's, what the fuck's a digital pub? <laughs> I guess that's uh, our happy hour. Yeah. Our happy happy hour. hour. Happening they're this gonna, Friday. They're going to start monitoring the happy hour chats and make sure that nobody's uh, drinking without a COVID vaccine. I mean, that's just fucking insane. The half the country, well, half of half of the country is insane, apparently. So 25% of people are willing to imprison you and take your kids away if you don't inject something into your body, uh, put you in prison for just questioning the government mandates, questioning a Pfizer vaccine, and throw you in prison. It's, it's fucking unbelievable. I still can't believe how fucking nuts people have gone in such a short period of time. And it's all based off of people like Dr. Fauci. It's, it's absolutely insane to me. And if any, you know, if anybody should be fucking put in an internment camp and have their kids taken away, it's people that believe other people should be put in internment camps and have their kids taken away. You know what I mean? It's like you guys are not fit to be part of fucking civilized society if you're ready to just imprison people because you disagree with their perspective on something or you disagree with their lifestyle choices. Uh, This is I mean, that's a staggering statistic. Half of fucking Democrats. Now, I know. I mean, like, I don't know who gets these polls. Who does these polls? I don't know. You know, are you, do you have to like answer the random numbers that call you in the middle of the day? Is that how you respond to these or do you actively seek them out? Um, I'm so I actually subscribe to a couple of different polling sites and I kind of pick and choose. Uh, I'm a lot more active in election years, so I'll I'll probably ramp it up this year. Uh, 
but you can sign up for them. There are others that just do like send out random surveys. Some of them you'll see like pop-ups and shit on like your Facebook or Twitter. Uh, so it's, see, I'm not sure how I need to look more at, at Rasmutin and uh, Quinnipiac and some of these others that are getting cited a whole bunch in different studies that have been going on. And especially, especially since Rasmutin gets, uh, generally derided as incorrect and Quinnipiac also gets generally claimed to be inaccurate because Quinnipiac always shows uh how how bad the uh approval ratings are for for Biden and they talk about how terrible those polls are and that they're skewed and biased or whatever and the same for Rasputin like Rasputin usually tends to show that uh, people are critical of they either show that people are critical of the Democrats or they paint Democrats in a poor light, kind of like this this one. But like as far as I've been able to tell on on Rasputin, they have a pretty good demographic mix with the way they do their polling. So I, like I I haven't seen that, but that's the way the mainstream media always paints anything that's negative of a Democrat is well this is just a this is some sort of a skewed method of polling that shows the bad stuff. And uh, maybe if y'all would wake the fuck up and look at what's actually going on, you might realize that uh, the American people kind of don't like you. Yeah. I, and this is, well, so it does say this was conducted a telephone and online of about a thousand and sixteen us likely voters, but you know, and it's not, it's not like, just Demo- like the Democrat numbers were staggering. Like some of them are in the 70, 78% support the vaccine mandate, 60% house arrest, but the, you know, Republican voters, they're in the 20%, 20% of them. Those motherfuckers are supporting this stuff as well, except for like kidnapping your children. Uh, they're, they're not going to let you take uh, people's children's away. If you're not vaccinated, only 7% of them were okay with that. But Jesus Christ, dude, these, these are horrible fucking people. And I, you know, up until this point, I've been pretty cordial with these type of fucking people. I usually just kind of, I would feel bad for them. And if they really gave me a hard time, I give them the nice, you know, fuck off, leave me alone kind of thing. But my God, like these are fucking, this is a fighting words poll. And these are the people who are, so entrenched in fighting for democracy because they want to make sure that they have 50% plus one so that they can make, so that they can force this stuff on the people who don't agree with them. And that's why democracy is important to them because they need that just base simple majority so that they can force whatever you don't want on you. If you disagree with them. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reasons why we're not supposed to have a fucking democracy and why dem- democracy is just it's evil it's fucking evil there, there's no legitimacy to it it doesn't make any sense uh just just because you find you know 60 percent of these fucking psychos that want to put people in internment camps for not getting a vaccine uh a vaccine by the way it's not effective at all uh israel just came out and they're like yeah we kind of fucked this up we're, we're getting rid of um, England's getting rid of all their vaccine requirements and mask requirements because none of it's working against Omicron, like none of it. And they, they've just they've finally starting to come to terms with that. But the, it, it, this isn't again, it, like we talked about before, this is not the polio vaccine. This is like a fake vaccine. 
not a vaccine at all. It's a gene therapy. Kick me off a of fucking YouTube. I don't care. But they're willing to put people in concentration camps, have their kids taken away, uh, have their, you know, their livelihoods taken away from them, their businesses taken away from them, their lives ruined because they just spoke out or questioned a government narrative. A, well, a government um, corporate backed narrative, I guess, with these, you know, all of these uh, salt of the earth um, healthcare companies. Oh, so they're not, they're not concentration camps. They're temporary designated facilities. Ah, yes. Yeah. There, there's one thing their their government's good at uh, coming up with. It's a euphemism. <laughs> Yeah. And bombing the bejesus out of the fucking third world countries is just foreign policy. That's all. It's just a foreign policy decision. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If there's a if there's something that can be quickly and easily dis- described, but it doesn't sound good. Government will come up with a 17 word uh, explanation that or a name for it and, and create an entire department that's completely dedicated to you know the department of homeland security or whatever <laughs> easy way to or a uh, a the more department colorful and friendly way of saying the the department of spying on your ass yeah a department of defense is the department of offense it's literally like the exact opposite of what they name things the patriot act um anything that you know has like any of the verbiage that they use it's literally means the opposite and every every step of the way, every case, every bill, everything they say, it's it's just the opposite. It's like George Stanza's religion is how you need to look at government. Whatever they the say, only one. the opposite is true. I think every- the only one that they actually got right was the omnibus spending bill because that that nailed it right on the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it! I can't. I I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. With, with like, I don't know how you share a country with people where, I mean, 60% of likely voters, 60, between 60 and like 80%, if you're including Democrats and Republicans and some of the unaffiliated voters, you know, independents as well, are, are willing to do this to their fellow man over something as benign as what I just went through where I had a minor fever for a day and a half. And that was it. That was it. They were willing to put you in a fucking internment camp, have your kids taken away. What about the people that can't get the, get the vaccine for whatever reason? I know that's like a small number of people percentage wise, but um, I'm just going to take your kids away. I guess you can apply for an exemption to be able to keep your kids. If you can't get the vaccine for some reason. I think I think my wife has the uh, the thing where her body can't properly process the stuff that they put in the vaccines. So like it would it would cause legitimate health issues for her if she got it uh, like. So, OK, you're going to take our kids away because she physically cannot take one of these things like that. That's granted. I've got enough weapons like come and fucking try it. But like that's there are people who aren't in that position. You know, there are people who would just go to jail and lose their kids and aren't going to stand up and fight. Uh, 
granted, I mean, that's never the, you know, that's never the direction that you want anything to go, but I'm not sitting around waiting for that to happen. Like that's insane. The whole thing is ridiculous. What are you going to do with all these kids you're taking away? Because the foster system and the, uh, oh shoot. Um, adoption system and these homes that they're currently keeping kids in and all of that stuff. Like obviously that's going swimmingly. Most of the kids who go through that system end up being fucking delinquents and spend most of the rest of their life in jail. Like clearly the government is taking care of kids brilliantly as it is. So take them away from loving, caring parents because of a fucking vaccine and put them into a system. That's just going to churn out delinquents. That's brilliant. Well, they don't seem to give a shit about that sort of delinquency anymore. You can rob, you can steal, you can burn shit down. You can't walk gingerly through a government building. Can't do that. That's an insurrection. But if you want to burn down a fucking city, that's fine. And all those people are, you know, we'll we'll kneel to them and we'll have fucking monuments in their name. But hey, George, George Florida, George Floyd was more important to civil rights than Martin Luther. King, don't don't forget it. Oh yeah, of course, of course. By the way, happy belated Martin Luther King Day. Mm. Um, oh my God, <laughs> it was great to see some of the tweets though. Like Kamala Harris would have prosecuted <laughs> Martin Luther King and shit. It's totally fucking true. By the way, I, I I guarantee you he wouldn't be getting vaccinated by the government. He wouldn't be in support of government vaccine mandates. I'll go way out on a limb and say he he wouldn't be in support of that. I, I mean, like this, this is so fucking insane. It's so insane. And the people that they hold up, they always hold up these martyrs that are like the worst fucking people to be a martyr for your cause. And then, you know, they pay homage to previous martyrs that actually deserve it. But those types of people today, the, the Rosa Parks of today, the Martin Luther Kings of today, the ones that are standing up against all this fucking ridiculous totalitarianism that, that we're experiencing, got like government oppression on a level that we've never seen before. Um, I, I guess if you want to go back to like slavery times, okay, yeah, they got it then. And now we're getting really close to doing that to all kinds of people, not just based on your skin color, but based on your ideology or your medical decisions. It, it almost leaves you speechless. And I, I mean, the only saving grace right now, if, if, as far as I'm concerned, when I look at America is that some of these states aren't going for it. And we do have a couple hundred million guns in private hands. That's got to be the only thing that's stopping them from doing this. You know, I would, I would probably, I would probably think so. Like they know that, there is enough of a resistance uh, to a lot of this stuff that if they continue to push, I mean, if the vaccine mandate for truck drivers is legitimate and that's about to happen and it doesn't get back down on between now and then, or it doesn't get taken to the Supreme court and put a stay put on it or something. And it, it actually happens to whatever scale that is going to happen. That's where you're going to start to see the first like real pushback. Because for whatever reason, even as much as a lot of the a lot of the ones in the medical field who have lost their jobs and stuff over the last 
six months or so because of refusing to get vaccinated. Like it's kind of a docile field. And I, and I don't mean that to disparage any of our, you know, friends or listeners who are doctors or nurses, like, but in that industry, they have kind of been, uh, I guess, groomed would be the best way of putting it that these vaccines and, and being required to do this stuff is a necessity and it is good for them and it's good for their patients. And like, so they've kind of been uh, brainwashed in that way that they're a little more subservient whenever that sort of thing comes around. So you haven't seen like the, the wholesale massive pushback and the same for the military, like that they have been, I mean, that's, like that's part of what the military does is they break you so that you obey and you follow orders. So there hasn't been as big of a pushback for the the mandate or the uh, vaccine requirements for the military either. But now if they start going out for truck drivers, uh, those, <laughs> those guys do that job because they don't want to be other around other people and they have no interest in being broken. And they're not the type that are going to be subservient. Like they, they live their life on the road because they want their independence and you start telling them that they have to do this and they're going to tell you get fucked. And then you're going to see the whole thing grind to a halt. And that's where it's going to get interesting. Cause, cause if that, if that sector will say, fuck this, no, and just quit, say, we're not going to do it. Then that gives everybody else who hasn't had the spine up to this point, an example of, okay, we can do this and we can actually make a difference if we do it. It's true. Although the other side of that would be, you know, they'll be like, oh, we'll just have the National Guard do it or we'll have the military deliver all these goods. And then you're putting the goods delivery in the hands of the fucking government who gets to determine who gets the goods now. And are you a good enough citizen to get your fucking grocery delivery? Um, that. I mean that might be. Kind See, of I think much. that just I think that just accelerates the the problem and puts it push it would push it more into the limelight of look how bad this is going for them uh, if if they did that because I don't think the National Guard is capable. I don't think the National Guard has the capacity to take on all of that. I, I think that would be a failure waiting to happen. Plus, be all the nurses and doctors and everything as well, and everybody else that's been mandated out of their profession. Yeah, right. they'd be stretched pretty thin. And it would, you know, government has to, they constantly have to walk this fine line where they punish people, but they also want to keep that illusion that it's like, oh, you know, we're of, by, and for the people. And we care about you and this is for your protection and all this shit. So they can't like just start gunning us down in the streets. That illusion goes out the window unless they're able to convince enough of the people, 55% of Democrats, 22% of Republicans, that these are evil people that are trying to destroy the earth and, you know, kill all you guys with their, their uh, unvaccinated virusness. And so we have to do this to, to save the world. You know, we got to we gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet and all that shit. I, I don't know, man. It's the, uh, the propaganda campaign has been mildly successful. I mean, I know it's been, there's a lot of like white pills to, to look at, but man, this poll, 
I don't see any good news in this poll, except maybe the the small reaction to it that we see in our circles. But I, I can't imagine this if, if this like were to be extrapolated out among the entire U.S. population accurately. 60 to 80 percent of the fucking population wants you thrown in a cage or worse for uh, your your personal medical decisions. And if they're, they're willing to do that, they're willing to overlook a lot of uh, government tyranny thrust upon you as long as it benefits them. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's. Fuck Public education people. has done its job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully, you know, these schools stay closed and you can keep doing the the homeschooling thing. <laughs> it sounded I don't know if we were talking about this before we uh, started recording or not, but it sounds like you wouldn't mind uh, somebody taking your kids off your hands for at least a few months. Get a little vacation from that. How long do they take your kids away from you for <laughs> until you get vaccinated? They're going to get tired of my kids long before <laughs> I break down and get vaccinated. They're going to be like, send them fuckers back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's, uh, I mean, that's all I really had to talk about today. I just wanted to fucking vent a little bit about these psychotic people that are walking amongst us that, that consider themselves, you know, virtuous. I can't, I, I still can't get into the heads of these types of people where it's like, you're willing to do that to somebody, unless you're not thinking of like the actual ramifications of this, when you take these surveys, you know, just put them in a little camp until they, until they decide to get injected with something. It's no big deal. And you think you're on the right side of history here. It really and is. And remember, these are the same people that three years ago were all about prison reform and, uh, you know, police reform and the criminal justice, the criminal justice system. These are the people who like, they're all about supposedly anyway, they're all about teachers unions and the kids and taking care of students and blah, 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 blah. This is the shit that they actually want and believe like none of that stuff is accurate whatsoever they, they don't actually care about kids they don't actually care about reform they don't actually care about keeping people out of cages they just want they just don't want the people who are currently in cages to be in cages they want to put they want their enemies in cages not the people who they consider kindred spirits yeah yeah and you when the rubber meets the road you get to see their true fucking colors and every time something comes up with a teacher's union it's blatantly obvious that they don't believe anything that they say. It's never about the kids. It's always about their fucking pension or their paycheck or their benefits. And they couldn't care less about your fucking kid and their, their education. Believe me, if they could just keep getting paid to not work and stay home, they don't give a shit what happens to your kid or if there's any developmental issues because they had to take a year off of school or something like that. They don't care. Very, very few of them care. So, you know, a small handful of these teachers are still showing up to work despite like being on strike or whatever in, in certain situations. But it's never, you know, that whole education is a right. Healthcare is a right. All these things that Bernie Sanders is fucking clamoring for all the time. 
that all goes out the window as soon as you know something that they care about is hangs in the balance and, and then that right is is no longer a right it's a privilege and if you don't you don't want to get vaccinated well then you don't get any healthcare uh services you know because you're such a tax on the system and uh you know you, you don't get any education if you're not vaccinated and you don't comply with all of the covid regime shit it's it's amazing right. how quickly your rights turn to privileges when you're uh under the thumb of a tyrannical government there are no human rights unless you do as we say so that you can have them yeah yeah and um there there's a lot of confusion among and this is why it's important to define these things like what is a right and what isn't a right? Because you can't just call things that are not rights, rights. And when people don't understand what a right is, it's very easy for them to look to government to define it. And uh, like I told Kamala Harris a few uh, days ago on Twitter, our rights don't come from government. That was the whole fucking purpose <laughs> of this country. Uh, the, what started it all is that we decided that our rights supersede government and we're going to try to create this government to protect these God-given rights. But we've all seen how that worked out as well. I think it's time to try something new. One of the reasons why I've uh, fallen down this rabbit hole of anarchy, but I, I don't know where we go from here, man. It's <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Anarchy is the way. All right, man. Well, I think this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode because we ran long on the last couple and um, on the last three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know. It's Wednesday afternoon. I know you got things to do. You got some goat cages to build. <laughs> I got, I got oh, fucking. Shit. I'm glad you said that. I do have to feed the chickens. <laughs> You can always count on Justin to be doing something hillbilly. But hey, yeah. you know, when uh, when you run out of uh, chicken and goat stuff, you can get all your goat milk and goat cheese from that guy. I don't know what I'm going to do. You have any cows yet? Get some beef over there. Once we get moved, uh, I'm going to get I'm planning on getting a couple pigs. OK, I don't know if I'm going to have room for a for a cow, but I'm definitely going to start. Uh, getting some pigs so cool i'll get moving down in the right pork. direction yeah i can get down with some pork i do want to do one of those things where you just like split a fucking cow with like a couple people <laughs> you just get like a freezer full of meat my parents do that about once a year and I, i'll go to visit and mom will just be like here take all this like we we don't have enough room in the freezer for all of it yeah I think, you know, I haven't looked at the prices of doing that yet, but man, based on the prices I'm seeing in the stores to get that shit fucking, you know, cut up and shipped to you or to, to the grocery store and then pay their big on it. It's looking, it's looking a lot nicer to get to just split the cow with a couple of friends, just get another freezer, but I don't even have like a physical location yet. So. Should probably get that sorted out first. You know, and if I do have room, I might consider just getting a cow, like getting a calf and raise that little fucker for a couple of years and then have it slaughtered. Like once I get it nice and plumped up. <laughs> I think we talked about that on one of the happy hours, right? How you're just about me, about me getting a cow and just raising it till it was slaughtering size. That's probably. 
Yeah. That yeah. sounds like something I would definitely talk about. <laughs> well, we are doing this again in two days, right? Today's Wednesday. So on Friday, we will be doing another happy hour at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. I will uh, send out the email for that. And I'll be inviting last month's top contributors to the private Facebook group to this one. So also, if you've been trying to email the the peddling fiction email account or anything like that for the last month and a half, I didn't get those emails. Apparently I had to go to like a separate thing to delete and empty all my mailbox. Cause it was full. I don't know. I just figured it out though. So I got like a couple hundred emails to get through. So if you've been trying to get into contact with me, I will get back to you as soon as I can. <laughs> One of these days I'll figure out email and um, always yeah. remember Johnny is a boomer at heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old soul, old soul, but yeah, we're doing our happy hour on Friday. And if you want to become part of that, go to peddlingfictionpodcast.com, set up a recurring monthly donation on the support the show tab for any denomination. And I will get you into that. And if you did that over the last month or so, and you haven't been getting the invites, I apologize. I will get you in there. And uh, that's that kind of my fault, but also kind of not. I don't think I should have to go to a separate login to delete emails that I've already deleted once. Anyway, won't happen again, I promise. <laughs> and if you guys can do all that for me and Justin Hillbilly Boy over there, we'll be back later this week, maybe this weekend. I don't know. Saturday? I want to do one Saturday? With Let's do brand- one Saturday. All right. With a brand new episode for you guys. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.